Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Hamilton's first cannabis store opens up for business uh, this weekend. I believe the other one in Dundas won't open for another week. Uh, As you know, uh, it went on, it became legal, I guess, October 17th, uh, but that was only available through uh, uh, ordering online. Storefronts open for business as of April 1st. Uh, However, there was only 25 licenses issued in Ontario, and a lot of them having problems getting up and running due to lack of supply, so on and so forth. Uh, That being said, uh, coming up uh, this Saturday, 9 o'clock, Canna Cabana opens uh, its storefront uh, at the center on Barton Street. Joining us now to talk more about this uh, is Stephen Fry, owner-operator of, and he is with us, uh, Stephen Fry from Canna Cabana. Stephen, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Good day, sir. How are you, Scott? I'm doing well. So what are you up to now? What are you doing? It is the mad dash to the finish line. (laughs) I buy it's a marathon, not a sprint. I'll tell you. As a, as a previous marathon runner, I, I feel I feel the pain. So, uh, has this just been an impossible task to get this store ready in time? Obviously, uh, you're a bit late, so you paid some fines. What have been the biggest challenges for you? I wouldn't say impossible. I would say tall task for anybody. Uh, and certainly, I have been fined a couple times, which hasn't been very fun. Um, but in terms of what I've been up to, I've been up to everything. I mean, opening uh, a 2,400-square-foot store in a matter of a couple months with permitting and hiring and licensing, et cetera, is no easy task. So how can they fine you if it's been so difficult? Because it's not like you're the first one to have difficulty here. How, come, how can they fine people if you're having difficulty because this is such, you know, you've got so much to do within a short period of time and even supply issues and such? Uh, do you feel... Do you feel you've been taken advantage of by fine? Uh, it, it's hard to say. I mean, in, in theory, I signed up for this process knowing full well that the penalties would be in place right. on April 1st and April 15th. So, you know, I, I can't complain per se because I, I knew I was getting into it. But nonetheless, it, it, there's certainly been things outside of my control that I have not been able to navigate or manage. But they are what they are, and this is the process I signed up to. So, you know, when you, when you sign up for the rules, you gotta you got to play within the rules, you know? I hear you. So why why the delay for you? Why couldn't you open April 1? I'd say a, a whole host of things. Uh, part of it was just a, a lot of due diligence with the our friends at the AGCO in terms of making sure that I was a legitimate operator, you know, not a criminal, had a clean background, et cetera. Uh, anybody I was affiliated with had to go through similar due diligence processes, including full tax vetting, et cetera. Uh, not to mention, as I mentioned previously, things like permitting and hiring staff and construction and, and having display cases and, and point of boring systems, you name it, right? So a whole host of things go into this, and it's just one big critical path uh, to get to where I am on the 20th. So is any way, and I, and I don't want to get you in, in trouble with the people that are helping you here, but does the government, is there any way that the government can be held responsible for the delay in these openings? Have they held up their end of the deal here? I would say they've done a good job. I mean, everybody is learning as they're going to some extent here. Yeah. This is a new emerging industry. There's been lots of surprises. This has been a lottery process, so there's been many nuances associated with that. So I'd say they've held up their end of the bargain. Uh, it's been challenging at times and tricky, you know, but they've been good people to work with, and they've been responsive when they need to be responsive. So, you know, I can't, I can't throw them on the bus, per se. I think they, they've held up their end. So there's been no one central big challenge here. It's just, you know, what you would get and anything with starting up a brand new business like this. I would say, like, any starting up a new business, but that on steroids. Yeah. Unfortunately, given the time restrictions. And, 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 and don't forget, cannabis is a new industry 
uh, and it's often stigmatized. So it's you know when you look at uh, leasing a space, as an example, landlords are very uncomfortable with leasing to mm. a licensed cannabis store. So other challenges that are outside of a typical business that you you, you familiarize yourself with typically. So are you ready, or will you be ready? Are you are you where you want to be for Saturday? I'm ready. I, it, it's been. I've been moving mountains to make April 20th. As you know, it's 420 with the Simonis, with, with the cannabis consumer. Um, so I'm ready, and I've been, I've been working around the clock, literally uh, four or five in the morning nights, uh, to make this happen, and, and it's going to be a huge success. So we're there. Uh, we're just doing the final touches and making sure that every little attention to detail is not forgotten. We want our customers to have the best experience possible. We want to learn from the other stores that have already opened that have made some mistakes by rushing this. So we've had a little bit of extra time on our hands to get it right and to properly train our staff. Uh, what have you learned from others doing this? I think there's a few things. There's been a lot of ridicule around uh, scanning people's identification. I think people are uncomfortable with having all the information on file. We will not be doing that. There's been a lot of ridicule around line management. If there is any big queues, you know, people don't want to wait around forever. So how can you make the process more efficient while not jeopardizing the consumer experience? Uh, those are the, are the biggies, and the last thing is around pricing. I think and, and many people have complained. Yes, the prices are h- higher than the black market. Obviously, this is a regulated and pure product that's uh, governed by Health Canada. And, you know, but others have maybe priced a little bit higher than maybe what's reasonable. So we've also made sure that we're we're on, on par with what what people expect. All right. So uh, Canada Cabana will open Saturday nine o'clock, as I said, the center on Barton. What does this store look like? What will the experience be like? It's going to be awesome. It's just this sophisticated experience but also fun it's well it's well lit it's bright it, it's got great colors within it a lot of glass everywhere everything's under glass lock and key that way um it's it's, it's wonderful finishes in terms of you'd almost equate a little bit to like an uh, um an apple store to some extent i, w- I don't want to use that as a as a statement to some extent but but very bright very colorful very playful so what is the purchasing process as people come into the door what happens what do they do well, we're going to have a lot of staff on hand that's going to help anybody that's relatively new or for the connoisseur that's much more experienced. So every every range of customer will be welcome. And we're going to have iPads or more or less we're going to walk around with to help uh, order. Uh, going to put in a queue and check out. And we're going to have an express line for those folks that know exactly what they want already uh, to make sure that the shopping experience is expedient for those that want to be. So um, many are trying to visualize what this experience is going to be look is going to look like. You know, I keep going back to you know being a kid and going into into an LCBO with my dad back in the old day when you know you used to have to fill out a pad of paper and hand it to a guy in a in a tie on the other side, and then he went to the back and brought something out. How do how do customers uh, look at this, smell it, whatever it is they want to do with it? How how, how do they how do they squeeze the Charmins here? That's a great question. In fact, we've taken a much different approach than the typical dispensary that you're used to. So on our sales floor, everything is under glass there. You can see all your products you'd be purchasing from cannabis. Uh, We have about 80 different strains of product that we have in store. And we're going to have sniff jars whereby you can look, and there's a magnifying glass on as well, so you can smell the product, you can look at the product, you can talk to our experienced staff, and really get what's best for you. So, um, uh, for for somebody who's never done this or never uh, n- knows nothing about it, what would you say to them coming in your store? How would you how would you direct them through all of this? Well, it's a great question. First of all, we would say welcome to Canada Cabana. 
Um, but certainly our staff that are extremely knowledgeable can help them walk through the different types of whether it's indica or sativas or it's THC or CBD, whatever it may be. There's a lot of science behind this stuff. So our staff have been spent the last 36 hours in, in detailed training uh, to make sure they understand all the nuances and the terpenes around uh, marijuana. So um, we're going to be able to guide, as I mentioned, the most experienced folks, uh, everything down to the most beginner folks that, that enter the store. So how does this staff get trained? Uh, who trains the staff on, on all of this? We've had some cannabis experts come in from out west uh, to, to sit down and train our staff. Uh, as I mentioned, we had uh, four days of full training for the staff to get really customized. And, and don't forget that many of the staff are already very passionate about cannabis and have a lot of base knowledge to begin with, so it's not like we're starting from ground zero here, right? Um, but we've, we've augmented that with significant amount of experience and training, both in classroom and also within the store, and did mock examples and, and really had a, an opportunity to touch and feel the product and, and to see it. So uh, pretty uncommon for somebody who doesn't know anything about this to be a member of a staff in a store like this? Uh, no, I, I, would, I, would, I wouldn't say can you train your Can you train your way in, or do you have to be a participant? I'd say you can train your way in. I, I mean, it's, it's not rocket science here. Uh, there's certainly a lot to learn, and there's a lot to cannabis. Um, but it's not, it's not uncommon. I think most of our staff come from more of an experienced background. Uh, but we'd certainly welcome anybody that, that wanted to learn and, and grow in this emerging industry with me. So what is the re- what would the resumes look like, Stephen? I mean, how do you decide who to take? Great question. Well, we received 300 applications in a matter of two days. We had to take the posting down. So there's a lot of passion in cannabis in, Han- in Hamilton. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, just typical recruitment process. You're screening, making sure they good references. You know, if there's any complementary industries that people work in. And more, more so, what's the proper fit? You know, how is somebody going to fit in? And are they going to have the right attitude towards the customer? Hmm. Uh, so what sort of prerequisites did you have for your staff when you, when you were whittling down this 300 uh, resumes? How, how do you decide who's in, who's out, who makes the short list? Well, that's, yeah, you know, I, I don't have that all handy. I had a team of help, uh, HR professionals and also a management team to help me recruit some of the sales associates. I was personally responsible to, to hire the management team. And lucky for me, uh, before the, uh, the government changed its tune and introduced the lottery process, the government was going to roll it out through something called the Ontario Cannabis Store. And the Ontario Cannabis Store already hired a management team who ultimately got laid off, so I was able to pick up uh, some of the pieces there and, and hire some very experienced people that were already trained by the government to function as stores. So there was a wide catchment of availability out there for me to drop on. And where does the product come from? Where do you get it? We order everything uh, that, that's flower oil-related from the Ontario Cannabis Store. We just had a big shipment come in a couple days ago, um, and everything goes through them, and they work with the respective licensed producers all across Canada. These are all Canadian products as well. They do not import products, so everything from out west, out east, and, and local, uh, local licensed producers as well. And then accessories are a bit more of a free game in terms of where we can source that from. So uh, basically, and I'm comparing this to the LCBO because it's the only thing we can kind of compare it to. So uh, th- this would be very similar to you being a bar or an outlet of some sort and purchasing your liquor through the LCBO. Same sort of thing. It comes through that kind of government organization. It's like that on steroids. At this <laughs> point, because it's such a new industry, it's extremely, extremely regulated. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, the LCBO is an example. You can go with your child. You know, in, mm. in a cannabis store, you can't, if you look under 25, you can't even look through the doors. Yeah. Uh, so there's some more rigor to it, which I hope that will be relaxed in the future. But for now, it's a similar process. You could draw a parallel. 
but a lot more rigorous today. So how do you, uh, you know, I'm so the, the cannabis store sells you this stuff, the Ontario Cannabis Store. Um, uh, they sell you this. They're getting it from different growers, different producers. How do you know what to buy? How do you know what's going to move? How do you know what, or do you just cover it all? Do you just carry everything? Well, well you know, I, I wanted to have a, a wide variety of products that was available. But how I ordered my product was a couple ways. One, I wanted to make sure that I looked at sales data from other provinces and also locally here in Ontario. That was my first order business. Second of all, uh, I've developed a lot of great relationships with licensed producers out there. So I've been able to develop some rapport, figure out what consumers are looking for, and speaking with those sales representatives. Um, so between those two combinations, and, and last combination would be, you know, what, what cannabis is growing more locally? You know, I really want to support local businesses, whether it be Niagara or Hamilton. Uh, so I, I've also fine-tuned choices based on local business and local producers. Uh, so that's really been the decision criteria in terms of how I've picked and, and how I've ordered my product. And I guess the, the the big difference here, too, is, you know, as opposed to going into a beer store or an LCBO, all of these outlets will be different because they're all individually owned, correct? That's correct. That's correct. Uh, I'm one of, I'm going to be one of three uh, Canna stores across the province. Mm-hmm. I am the, the sole owner of the store, however, uh, but we'll have a similar look and feel for those three stores across the province. Now, how can the same company operate three stores? I thought there was a limit to one. Well, I, I've licensed this company's brand right. off them, so I, I'm licensing that brand and some of that intellectual property that they possess. Right. Um, so that's how it do. But they don't own the store. I own the store, and, and I'm using some of their intellectual property because they're much more experienced at this than I am in terms of you know already owning several stores across the prov- across the country. So basically, you as the individual owns the license, and this is sort of like a franchisee agreement. Uh, not a franchisee. I'm still, I'm still 100% responsible. But you could draw a parallel, but not that same language. Right. This is totally owned and operated by me, right. uh, with a hell of a lot less restrictions in terms of franchisees that you typically see. Was it overly expensive? Uh, you know, you don't have to give me numbers here. Or more expensive to start this than say an average business? Uh, absolutely, yeah. 100%. I mean, I've had high-end finishes. Cannabis isn't cheap. Uh, I'm in for about over a million dollars so far just to get the doors open. Do you feel uh, so more, we, we all hear that, you know, many small businesses don't make it. This industry might be an exception. How do you feel about the future moving forward and recouping some of that expense? Well, I, I feel good. I, I think this is an exciting time for Canada. It's been extremely progressive on the cannabis front. Uh, you know, I think this is a long-term business. I think people have been waiting for this for a long time. And Canadian culture on cannabis is so strong. So, you know, if I had to hedge my bets, this is going to be a very good business and, and here for the long run. Uh, any word on the government uh, and information? Uh, are you hearing any more information than any of the rest of us are in regard to more licenses or how this is going to roll out beyond this initial offering? Uh, it's a bit of a black box there. The government did recently make an announcement that they will be loosening the amount of uh, licenses out there, but there's been no indication in terms of timing. As far as I'm concerned, I suspect, and this is just my, my own opinion, uh, that, that the only uh, stores that will be operating the 25 across the province and until at least December, but I could be surprised. But, you know, they're still figuring out the supply issues, and, they, and Ontario is very smart by limiting the amount of stores so that, you know, consumers get the product when they expect it and not have mass outages like other provinces. Uh, what about security? Is that an issue for you? I have the most state-of-the-art security system in the store. It's been very expensive to put that in. I'm also going to have on-site security officials for the first week or so if there is any lineups to help market people's food. So I don't think so. I mean, 
it, again, security is really, really regulated by the government. So I've been following suit with their recommendations and, and their laws. Uh, I'm getting uh, questions from listeners. How much can one buy at one 30 time? Grams. 30 grams at one time is, is the, are the rules. Um, and you can only possess. So that, I mean, how, how much, how much would that be? Would that be uh, a baggie, uh, a box? Well, yeah, I'd say, I think well, everything comes in lots of containers. We have a recycling program for the record, but it come it would come in a, in a decent sized little uh, container that's sealed. Uh, and then that would be within a respective box. And <laughs> what questions do you get asked the most or have you been asked the most up to this time? Oh, you know, I've been asked a, a variety of questions that nothing comes to mind. I think, most of it's just about the experience, whether or not I'm going to be open in time, which you've obviously teased out. Um, but yeah, I, nothing, nothing comes to mind that would be you know exciting for listeners. Any any contact with prospective customers at this point, or is it just I'm going to open the door and we'll see what happens? Well, I've been I've had a, a bit of a, a PR campaign out there. I mean, shows like yourself and, and local radio station, or mm-hmm. local news articles. Uh, we've also had a big marketing with banners, except within uh, licensed establishments that are over 19 plus. Um, so I've had lots of wonderful conversations with people walking by within the store just to say, hi, how you doing? So I think people are very, very excited about this opportunity. And, and I know the government's been cracking down on a lot of the illegal dispensaries, so people are even more eager to get in there to get their supply. So what do you think it's going to be like come Saturday at 9 a.m.? Do you think you anticipate a lineup? I don't know. The weather's not going to be looking too optimistic, but I do hope there'll be a line. And we have the mayor coming down to help cut the ribbon. Uh, and some local councillors that way, so there's going to be a lot of great press there. So I think it's going to be very, very exciting. We're going to have a we're going to have a band on site, a, a, dr- a, um, a drum band, and we're going to have a, a barbecue, uh, a limited supply barbecue around noon as well. So lots of fun activities going on. Uh, what are your thoughts on the mayor coming out for the the ribbon cutting and, and various politicians? Are you surprised you're getting this kind of support? Oh, I'm, I'm pumped. I, I'm so excited for that. I mean, I, a huge shout-out to the mayor and to the city. They've been wonderful to work with. Uh, you know, I, I've been so happy about that being progressive in cannabis. You know, who would have thought? I mean, three years ago, you would never have thought that you'd get the support of the mayor uh, or local councillors, and, and they've been absolutely wonderful to work with and support this whole process. So super excited. I mean, I, I, it's something that is, is beyond my expectations, to be honest. Uh, to anyone who is thinking of coming down and, and lining up or going through the front door, uh Anything they need to know. Um, uh, what are the rules? How old can you be? Can't you be? What are the rules restrictions for going right. in here? Yes, if you look, if you look like you're under 25 years of age, do not be surprised if you're asked for identification. That is the law. We do not have a choice. 19 or older is the requirement to even enter the store and to purchase the product. Uh, we will have a lot of ID going on for anybody that looks relatively young, uh, that looks longer than that late, just because, again, that's the law, and we're being extra cautious because the government is really concerned about making sure the product is, is away from, from minors. And that's really important to me as well, having a safe and, and, and uh, respectable environment. And you can't sample or smoke it in there, can you? You can't do that, can you? No, you can't. Unfortunately, you cannot. But you can smell it, you can look at it, and you can ask lots of questions from our experienced staff, though. All right, Stephen Fry's been with us. Canna Cabana, they open their doors on Saturday at 9 a.m. at the Center on Barton. Stephen, thanks so much for the time. Good luck with this. Thank you, sir. Cheers, guys. Have a great day. You too. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.